Mark chapter 6 and verse 42. And they did all eat and were filled. So Luke Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi went out to eat at a Chinese restaurant. I don't know if they have those in the galaxy, but anyways. <laughs> so preacher, is this a joke? Probably. Am I going to get it? Probably. So Luke Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi go out to eat at a Chinese restaurant. And Luke, he's having problems because Obi-Wan is, is chowing down and he's got a big plate of goodies. And, you know, they give you chopsticks there, right? And, and Luke, on the other hand, he can't get it. You know, they, they tire your fingers out if you're not used to using chopsticks, right? And you wonder, like, is everyone in China not overweight because they just can't figure out how to eat with these things? That's not true, right? So Luke is getting frustrated and he can't get the food in his mouth. So eventually he looks up at Obi-Wan for help and Obi-Wan turns to him, lifts up his head and said, use the forks, Luke. (laughs) That's pretty bad, right? I got another one. Why did Sherlock Holmes like the Mexican restaurant? It gave him good case ideas. That's horrible, preacher. Amen. So anyway, so I got one more. So this man went to an Indian restaurant and the waiter came out and he had a piece of paper. And uh, does anyone know what naan is? Naan is fried flatbread, and it's amazing. It looks like a tortilla, but it's just, you got to try it, okay? It's called naan. And they serve them in Indian places and probably other restaurants too. So uh, the waiter said to the gentleman, have you dined with us before? And the man said, no. He said, okay, well, you need to sign this. And, uh, And he said, it's one sentence. And it says, we serve naan here, which is, you know, that flatbread. And he said, well, if you sign this, we can continue and take your order. And he said, why do I have to sign this worthless piece of paper? And the waiter said, it's our non-disclosure agreement. (laughs) But you know, you go to a restaurant, and most of us go to a restaurant to get filled, okay? And if you go to a gas station, most of us go to a gas station. I like, well, used to put so much gas in the car that when it clicked off, I was one of those, don't do this because you're not supposed to. I would go tick, 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 and I would make sure that that extra gallon until it almost comes out the car, right? I wanted to put as much in there. You're not supposed to do that, okay? That's why they have automatic cutoff, hello? Some of us have eaten like that too, right? Where there's the cutoff and we just keep shoving stuff in there. And sometimes it could come back anyway. So, but we go to a gas station to get your car filled up. And they used to say fill her up, sir. You know, when they had the full stations and we'd go for a fill up. They called it a filling station. Well, I believe that when you go to the house of God, it really shouldn't be any different. If you go to a restaurant to get your body filled up, you go to a gas station to get your car filled up. 
Ought we not go to the house of God to get our lives filled up? And that's what I like to preach a little bit about is let's get filled. It says in the book of Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 19 that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. You see, the appetite's not just something that your body has. And yes, our bodies have an appetite. But there is an appetite emotionally. There is an appetite spiritually. So the house of God can satisfy things that the world can't satisfy. As good as Starbucks is, it can't satisfy a deep longing need down in your soul. But there is a God in heaven who made a way that we could be satisfied. So I want to look at, let's get filled. Say, are you going to talk about food today? Not so much. And this is an account of the feeding of the 5,000 where Jesus took uh, five loaves and two fish and he divided them and multiplied them. And the Bible said he fed 5,000 men beside women and children. And the Bible said they did all eat and they were filled. And that's with food. You know, but I believe that, did you ever think that maybe God put that in there? Not so we could just read about people eating food, but there would be something deeper in God's Word. You know, God's Word is deep. And you say, well, preacher, it's just about a big buffet. It's not about a big buffet. There's something deeper in God's Word. I believe that it has a deeper spiritual message for our lives than just eating bread and having signed a non-disclosure agreement. I believe that God has more for our lives than coming to the house of God and even having a potluck. But God has things for us to get filled up with. So I want to look at three things. Let's get filled. First of all, filled with the foundation. With the foundation. Before you build a house, what do you do? You pour that foundation. No, 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 preacher. When my friend gets a new house, they call me up and we go help take the wheels off, right? So, <laughs> no, that's a trailer. But you have a foundation. That foundation sits on the ground. It's what you build your life on. And there is a foundation, the Bible said, which no man can lay. And that which is Christ Jesus. When Jesus was out in the wilderness, it said in Mark chapter 6 and verse 34, he was moved. He saw a lot of people. And he was moved with compassion because they were as sheep not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. You know, it's interesting. He saw them and his first inclination was not to feed them. His first inclination was that he would teach them. And this is at the beginning of the account of the feeding of the 5,000. You know that God sees that we have needs beside food in our lives. And there was a gentleman some years ago, he came and asked me for some food. And I said, come to church. He said, a preacher, but you really don't care about people. You should have given him food. But what I didn't tell the man was that we were having a potluck right after church. And if he would have come to church, he would have gotten his spirit and soul fed 
And then he would have had as much food as he could stick on a plate or a second plate or a third plate. So a preacher, well, why didn't you just give him some food? Why didn't Jesus just give him some food? Because Jesus knows that we need other things than food. He began to teach them many things. He began, so our foundation, our doctrine uh, is things that are things that we need to get into our lives. And I don't know what Jesus taught them, but maybe one of the things was that man is made up of more than just a body. That's why it says bodily exercise profiteth little. It's it's all right. You know, I mean, uh, it's like having a six pack is better than having a two liter, you know. (laughs) Say, preacher, what are you talking about? Your tummy? But you know that that's really not where you get your satisfaction. The Bible says for you're bought with the price in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 20. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And the Bible also says that we not only have a body, and we not only have a spirit, but we have a soul. See, what's the difference? Well, the body is what you see, right? The soul is the center of who you are. It's eternal. This body may die, but the soul continues on into eternity. That's why we preach warning every man and and teaching every man. And I don't know what Jesus taught. Maybe he taught something about this. What's your spirit then? Is that the same as your soul? No. Your spirit is what connects to God. The Bible says that Mary, uh, she began to speak in Luke chapter 1 and verse 47, she said, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God, my Savior. You know that when man sinned in the Garden of Eden, it said the soul that sinneth shall surely die. How did Adam die? When Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden, he ate of that fruit, that mango, that star fruit. So it was an apple, probably not an apple, okay? But that's what all the people paint. And there were also like two white folks, but I've been to the Middle East. That's not how people look over there. That was just the, the, the painters from the Renaissance, okay? And Jesus looks like a white dude with like, like, come on, man. Jesus is from the Middle East. But anyway, whatever. The Bible says that after Adam ate of that fruit, he said, in the day that thou eatest thereof, you'll die. Surely die. Well, what happened? So a preacher, he just kept on going, right? Right, he kept on going, except one thing had happened. Was his soul dead? No, his soul was alive. His body was alive. What died? His spirit was unhooked from God. And it's interesting, when Jesus came back to the world uh, and before he started his ministry, what happened in Luke chapter 4, he, or, or chapter 3, he got baptized with what? The Holy Ghost. And Jesus was showing us in fo- Luke chapter 4 that he was full of what? The Holy Ghost. You know that when you come back to God, God wants you to get full of God. And that's why we preach the baptism in, with, and of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because you need to get filled up with something that food can't provide, that a man or a woman can't provide, but God can get you full of the Holy Ghost. And when you're full of the Holy Ghost, you can withstand the temptations of this world. See, right after he went and got filled with the Holy Ghost, God said the Holy Ghost took him out to where? Not a buffet, to a wilderness, right? And the devil was there tempting him. And he, after 40 days of fasting, oh my. 
Say, preacher, I fast, but for 40 days? Woo! Hey, I got a diet for you. It doesn't require any food. <laughs> the Jesus diet, right? Go fast, though. Don't do this, right? But you want to lose some weight? Don't eat food. For 40 days. It's like that barbecue joint, right? For vegans, right? It's like a, a pork barbecue joint expressly for vegans. It's all you can't eat. <laughs> But you know that I'm thankful that, you know, that'll work, right? But when Jesus, after 40 days, he was hungry. You know, the devil said, hey, take this stone, make it into some naan, right? Take this stone and make it into some nice fresh bread. Nothing smells as good as fresh bread, okay, when you pass by. If you sell a house, my parents told me that uh, they, they recommend you like bake cookies or, or cook bread. Why? So when someone comes looking to buy a house, they're like, I'm home. You know, when you, fit, you smell that, when I was in the Navy, uh, the Marines on the ship, Department of the Navy, right? Can't change it. It's on the internet now. So they would cook fresh bread. I don't know if they still cook fresh bread. And you would smell that fresh bread coming out of the galley on the ship. Man, you could live off bread and butter. Amen? Uh, man liveth not by bread alone. Isn't that what Jesus said? He must be buttered up, right? <laughs> No, but that's what Jesus said. He said, you know what? Yes, he was hungry. But he said, I need the Spirit of God more than I need the actual bread that I could make. I need to be filled with the Spirit of God. You know, when the Holy Ghost comes in your life, you will have control. You will have temperance. If you want to go on a diet and lose weight, get the Spirit of God. He'll help you to say, get thee hence, Krispy Kreme. Get thee hence. You know, that's what, it's not the devil, unless the devil is Krispy Kreme. Oh, those are good, aren't they? But the Holy Ghost will give you power, the Bible said, and you can be a witness for God. Filled with the Spirit of God. Filled with the foundation of God. Filled with the doctrine of God. We need to be filled with the foundation. He began to teach them many things. And not only that, but we need to be filled. We need to be filled with fellowship. Fellowship, preacher? You know that God is not a loner. When God made man, why did he make man? To fellowship with. You know that my wife and I, we have a daughter. And, uh, and I, I said, you know, I, I know I need to let her go, but I'm, I'm okay with her living here till she's like 40. My wife's like, no, no. No, we're not planning that. Why? Just because I love her. And, you know, when she goes and spends the night at someone's house or whatever, I'm like, it's quiet. We miss our daughter. We love our daughter. We want our daughter around. We'll take a tantrum here and there. Just come and stay with us. You know, God is like that with you. He made man to fellowship with. And then when, when a man named all of the animals, they said there was not found and help meet for him. But you see, God that made everything good, he said, there's one thing that's not good. Did you know that? He said, it's not good that man should be alone. He said, I will make and help meet for him. So here comes the food, right? God said, I got this woman for you. She is beautiful. She cooks, cleans, never talks back. And she uh, never gains weight. And, and, uh, and, uh, and Adam's like, ooh, that's expensive. What does it cost? And God said, an arm and a leg. And Adam said, what can I get for a rib? <laughs> but God made a woman. 
God, <laughs> that's bad. And you know, really, God made a woman out of the rib. That's out of the side. You know what a rib does? It's, 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 it's from your side. It's to go by your side, not behind you. A wife's not to be someone you dominate. That's not where God made woman from. And you know what else a rib does? A rib, your rib cage is designed to protect your vital organs. Not your brain, but your heart. And so how does a wife protect your heart? If you, let, if you, if you do the marriage relationship correctly, you won't be looking for love in all the wrong places. Say, preacher, I don't cheat on my wife, but you can look for love on the internet in all the wrong places. But if you have that right fellowship... That preacher, you're getting real. Hey, but you know we need to get filled. Yeah. If you get filled up with that right kind of love, don't deny your wife. Don't deny your husband. Get some good loving at home. You'll get filled up with the fellowship, and you'll be good. You and the devil tempts you. You'll be like, man, I am so good. Thank you very much. But no thanks, Mr. Devil. I'm filled with fellowship. Now notice that Jesus, he had thousands of people. And I like it. Man, when God had people around, it said 5,000 men beside what? Women and children. You know, God doesn't just want to talk to the men. God wants to talk to the women. God wants to talk to the children. God wants to talk to the teenagers. God has something for everyone. Man, it's like a spiritual buffet. You come to the house of God, you know what? You can tell someone's mental state. Look at what someone gets from a buffet. I mean, it's like crab legs and like donuts. It's like, what are you thinking, right? And you know, or like steak and like kale next to it. It's like, I'm feeling bad, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling bad, I'm feeling good. And you know that kid just get a pile of dessert, right? They get like one chicken nugget and a pile of dessert and they're dipping their fingers in that chocolate fountain, okay? I don't use a chocolate fountain, amen, so. But you know what? There's something for everybody at a buffet. You know, there's something for everyone in God's house. And you know what? When we came to fellowship, God wanted those people together. He had them sit down by in ranks. He had them sit down and be organized. You know, some people say, I don't believe in organized religion. God does. What is your body made up of? Organs. And they're done. They're organized, right? God made the body. God made the church. And you know that a preacher but i just believe to do my own thing you know what a cancer is now i'm not a doctor a cancer is simply a growth in the wrong place that's what it that's what the word means cancer and it means these cells that uh just begin to grow and that grows something called a a tumor and that's not good because it's out of order it's out of place and it just it's not that it's and it just begins if you have a tumor it grows and it can it can end your life And it can push other organs out of the way. But brethren, God is into doing things organized. He told them, everybody sit down. Everybody get in ranks and files. Just like coming to church, right? Why? Because God has a fellowship. And in 1 John, it said, truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. It's a high form of fellowship. When the Bible says in another account for the same fellowship, feeding of the 5,000 in the gospel of John. It says, Jesus went up into a mountain before he divided the bread and divided the fish. And it said, and it said, Jesus uh, went up to a mountain and it said, he sat with his disciples. And when Jesus lifted up his eyes in John chapter six and verse five and saw a great company come unto 
him. You know that when we are around Jesus Christ, we move up in fellowship. That he was on a mountain. If they wanted to hear him, you know, our fellowship can move to a higher quality. God wants us to get a higher quality. You know, I love going to the house of God. I love going to church conferences. I love going to fellowship meetings. Because we can work stuff out and we can have sweet fellowship. One with them. We can hang up our hang-ups. We can get rid of our problems. I love the ministry. I've, I've shared this. And let me just be real that I, I, I can't have bitterness towards my wife. Why? Not that any of you ever have. My wife. It's like, oh, preacher, we're, we're just, our marriage is so perfect, right? Like a perfect lightning strike when God hits you for life. So anyway, but no preacher, right? Right. But uh, there's many times where I've, I've told my, you know, had to tell my wife, hey, I'm sorry the way I said that. I might not have been sorry if it was the truth, but with a lady, it's how you say it, not what you say. And I just haven't figured that out yet. And it's been 20 years, okay? Some men are slow learners, okay? But I realize that, man, I offended her. What do you do? Ask for forgiveness. I offended her. What do you do? Just get over it, woman. No, I don't say that. I go and ask for forgiveness. And you know what? Why? Because I got to preach. I got to teach. I can't be a hypocrite. I have to have that fellowship with God. So I have to keep the things right between me and my, my wife, me and my brethren. I need to keep things right. The higher form of fellowship. God keeps us right when we're in the house of God. And the last thing, you know, or the, let me just mention this. You know, the Bible said that the manner of some is not to go to church. But the Bible says... Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Fellowship is important. Yes. Yes. And, and the manner of some believers, that's what they're talking about, not unbelievers, is to just stay home and watch TV or stay home and pray. But the Bible, the Word of God, the Holy Ghost says, don't stay home. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. When the church is open, be there. When, when they're having something, be there. As, and why? Because the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 24, immediately pre- preceding that verse, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. You know that when you're around other people, you can lift them up. And even harassment is good, right? You can harass them a little bit and, and, and love them. And, and they just kind of leave and you're like, you leave like you're filled up. Man, I got filled up with fellowship. And I don't know how many good times I've had going to church, fellowshipping like with my wife, excited about God and going home, fellowshipping. Sometimes like we don't even want to go home. We're just like, let's just go somewhere. Why? We're just excited about God. We're excited to see all of you. We're like thankful and and just like we just got like this joy unspeakable and full of glory why the fellowship with god the fellowship with the brethren and we just like let's go shopping retail therapy something right we got to go get some fried chicken but we need to get something because we're so excited about what god has done fellowship be filled with fellowship and you know it takes care of so many problems just that fellowship the last thing is to be filled with faith. If my wife would come to the piano. You see, there was a time when that account ended, right? Everyone was filled. There's a time when the church service ends. But you know, there's always a test, right? When Jesus got filled with the Holy Ghost, what happened? Will this be on the test? You know, you ask your teacher, is this going to be on the test? (laughs) 
And well, Jesus was led out into the wilderness and faced a test. And I, I don't know, it's like we have to answer for every message, but it's like there's a test after the message. And after Jesus had fed everybody, they gathered together all this extras and uh, baskets full. And perhaps for each of the disciples, we don't know, but uh, the Bible said he sent them away and Jesus went to a mountain to pray. And the Bible said, and when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea and Jesus, he alone on the land. And it's interesting. Jesus went walking on the water, the Bible says. And the Bible said when they saw Jesus, they thought it was a spirit and they cried out for fear. For they all saw him and they were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and saith unto them, Be of good cheer, as I be not afraid. And the Bible says he went up unto them into the ship and the wind ceased. And they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. But I want you to notice this. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves. For their heart was hardened. You know that God does miracles with his teaching. God does miracles with his work. God does miracles. When we get filled up with his word and filled up with fellowship, we get the foundation. We can stand on it. We get the fellowship. We get encouraged. It's designed that we get filled with faith. You know, if God can multiply the bread and fish, what else can God do? When my boat begins to rock when I leave the church, don't forget what God has done in the service. Don't forget your faith in Jesus Christ. If you're going to take one thing with you when you go, take your family. But take the faith in Jesus Christ. Get filled up with faith and say, God, when my boat begins to rock, I'm not going to cry out when Jesus comes by. I'm going to be like, Peter, if it's you, Lord, call me to come out to thee on the water. And Jesus said, man, none of the other disciples, they asked, but Peter did. And Jesus said, come. And Peter came down out of the boat in the storm, in the rain. And then the Bible says he walked on the water. But with heads bowed and eyes closed, the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen for by it. By what? Faith. Faith in Jesus. Faith in his resurrection. Faith in his forgiveness. Faith in his filling power. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. You know, if we need a good report card with God, it's not going to come through grammar and mathematics and physics and chemistry. It's going to come through faith in Jesus Christ. That is where you can get an A and trust Him. But you know that you can trust Him in church, but you can trust Him in traffic. You can trust Him at work. You can trust Him in that trial. You can trust Him at the hospital. (laughs) You can trust Him if you're getting ready to move. Because we should all be getting ready to move from this earth to a place called heaven and we're only going to get there by faith in Jesus. We might as well be filled with his foundation, filled with fellowship. God keep me encouraged all the way to heaven and filled with faith. And they did all eat and were filled. Let's get filled. If you need something, get filled with this teaching. Put your nose in the book. 
Get filled with fellowship. Say hi to someone. Smile at someone. They might smile back. Bump someone or if they let you shake their hand. Get filled up with fellowship. You need it. And get filled up with faith. Get filled up with faith in Jesus. It will make a difference in your life. Let's find a place to pray. Jesus, have your way.